0: Hey guys, welcome to the round table. This is episode 93. We should start over because I completely <laughs> forgot to look. I'm pretty sure it is 93,
1: though. It's a- okay. Okay. You should trust yourself. I should. Because even if you say it wrong, it's part of what people love about you. I
0: know you. that's true, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it's 93. So okay. it's episode 93, and I'm Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader I you were starting here over. at Life Church. I was just going to keep going. Oh, God! Isn't it. that what we normally do?
1: Perfect. Keep going.
0: You would have said no. Just keep going. Just keep going. And then I get annoyed, so I just kept going this keep time, going. so we Good. didn't have to go through that.
1: You are Jenny Walker.
0: I am the social media ministry leader here at Life, and this is Mike Hill. He is our lead pastor. And sitting in between us is Bree Sullivan. Woo!
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when you need the sound effects. I
0: know. We do need something because it is like awkward sound. Well, silence. you used
1: to have them. Remember when we had the little push button thing yes. that your aunt gave you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We
0: need to bring it back. We need like official stuff like Nick can do through the- sound
1: machine yeah, that, thing. that'll be the later on things yes. the sound effects we can go in so yeah. Brie tell us a little <laughs> bit about you what's going on in your life what are the things that's hap- like happening today so things you're excited about things that are going on things that are happening at home are you a tv watcher did not, we say
2: that I'm not big into watching tv are you in movies no you're reading I listen to things. Do you like, like do you podcasts? listen to you, podcasts mainly right now? Um, just,
1: are you into podcasts or about killing people?
2: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
3: woman <long laughs> thing, I think. Yeah. What's
2: your favorite murder podcast? I love that
1: you Crime listen to? Junkie.
2: Yes,
0: Crime, Crime Junkie, junkie is,
1: is going on. Crime Junkie I love is great.
2: They're Indiana girls. Yeah, like, I feel like we're besties. Like yeah. just like you. Like, yep. Yes.
1: Because that's what girls listen to on how to murder their husbands.
2: Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like how to keep yourself safe. Oh. Maybe it just makes me really paranoid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah.
0: I'm listening to this new uh, podcast. It's called, which you would probably like. It's Letters from Sing Sing. And mm. this guy, do you know what I'm talking about? No. You had like that look on your face. No. It's about this guy who was like wrongly convicted and he's been in prison for the last 20, 30 years, I Is think. his name Sing Sing? No, that's the prison, The oh. Sing Sing. Okay. It's in New York, I think. Yeah. It's so good. And? Well, I can't tell you all of it. Why? Because that would ruin it.
3: Ruin it yeah, for so, who? I mean, cool. he's been oh, well, incarcerated. It, okay. He's got been it.
0: incarcerated, and they, for a crime that he didn't commit. I mean, they have a ton of facts that it was he was not at the crime, but the jury still convicted him. And it's this whole like conspiracy thing hmm. that I haven't got
2: into yet.
1: Okay, so no, you no, think- so you're a podcast listener, not a TV watcher. So you're not into Netflix. Don't have a favorite movie.
2: No, not really. No. no? I'm just not, I'm not into that kind of stuff that much.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you into?
2: Um, right now? Cows. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've got. I'm so excited and it's actually not a great thing, but we have twins on the way with the cow, with <gasps> one of our cows. Wait, isn't that really rare? Cause you were telling it me. It is. Yeah. How many times have you had twins? Well, on-
1: we don't have them, but it is rare for a cow to have twins. And it's but not it's also, the
2: best thing, but yeah,
1: it's not the best thing for the, cause they come out small.
2: Yeah, uh, but it's exciting. Yeah. It is I'm exciting. So, so excited. And then we've got another one that's also pregnant. So we've got that coming up and okay. then we'll be milking again. Um, I homeschool okay. the kiddos. So um,
1: milking again. So like you're milking, milking.
2: Yeah. Like old school? Well, I was for like a week and then I'm like, <laughs> is it too hard? it's too long. Well, I think I was not doing it like right. I think she like wasn't letting down. I don't know what was going on, but okay. I'm like, I don't have time for this. Okay. Um, so we did get like a little milking machine. Yeah. So just like a little single and
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, what is a milking machine for those who don't know?
2: Um, it, Like you put the, <laughs> you put the like, Cups on the, the teats. Yeah. And then it teats. like provides <laughs> the the vacuum suction. Man, why can't
1: you just keep no. it?
3: I don't know. I <laughs> mean, like, why isn't it tits? Yeah, it not, not tits. Like tits. <laughs> they're not tits. Okay. They're teats. 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 Yeah. Okay. The on thing. the udder. I'll just was
1: say was the udder. <laughs> I wanted to keep looking at you because I knew where your mind was going. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's just that's weird. And there's four of them.
0: Yes, there are four of them. Four teeth. Okay. Four teeth on the udder. So you only bought two? Cause you said a single, so you only, wait, you only bought one,
2: one machine. So like one cow. Cause like a lot <laughs> of people milk, tea. like multiple cows, like wow. at once, which yeah. we, we have two cows. So that's not So good. Do, you, do yeah. you
1: pasteurize your milk? Not pasteurize We don't pasteurize, your milk? pasteurize you it. You drink it right.
2: Mm-hmm. If we give it to Taylor Petrie, we have to pasteurize it for him. But <laughs> so how do you pasteurize it? You just boil it pretty much. Oh, that's it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So So you haven't had any stomach issues?
2: No. So me and my son Thomas actually are like somewhat lactose intolerant Mm -hmm. and it helps because like when you pasteurize Mm -hmm. it, it like kills some of the bacteria or like lactase or lactose Mm -hmm. that helps digest the lactose. Yep. So interesting. um, We make ice cream. So did you grow up being a farmer? Kind of. um, So once I was in high school, my parents bought like a farm, a farm. House in the country, and they had like cattle. And my sixteenth birthday present was a dairy cow named Elsie May. She was a heifer when I we bought that. her. And so my goal is like I'm going to have this cow and I'm going to milk her, but she would never get pregnant. Like she was defective. I don't know. She
3: Aww. was defective. Mom. <laughs> um,
2: so yeah. she never had a calf, so I
0: could never so you milk just her. just ate
1: her instead.
2: Eventually, somebody did. Aww. I didn't. She
0: was. Yeah, that was. But I did learn the reason why you have to kill them.
2: Eventually, yeah, because yeah. they lose their value. Like. If you I just learned. let them die and yeah. then, like, how are you gonna bury them? Like, just that that let sense. the
1: coyotes eat them.
2: Well, that sounds messy.
1: That <laughs> <laughs> does. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah so-, so you have to. I mean, that's the cycle of life, right? You need yeah. to eat them.
0: Right. Freezer camp.
1: That's what they yeah. call it.
0: What do you call it? Freezer camp? Freezer camp. Sounds
1: like a great camp. <laughs> <laughs> so you're homeschooling. Yes, yeah, So we talk homeschool. about that. How's that going?
2: Um, it's going. Um, at first I was like super mom, like I'm just gonna pull from all these things and just curate this wonderful curriculum all on my own, and like I don't have time for that. Right. So we just switched to um another curriculum that it's really neat. It's like kind of game based online and like tailors to where they're at mm-hmm. and like. Automatically will tell me what they need. And that's real nice. Yeah. So So you you could like create your own curriculum if you wanted. Yeah. So you could pull like your math lessons from Pinterest or your reading lessons from Google or like, yeah, you can pull things from everywhere as long as you're meeting like the.
0: Not the standard and yeah, stuff like that? Like yeah. the 51%. So would you have to... <laughs> 51% doesn't
3: it's have stuck. anything. It, it, to no, do it stuck thing. in my mind.
0: I'm not going to forget it because okay. I just don't okay. understand it. Okay. But is it like, do you have to send it in somewhere and they
2: okay it? No, in Indiana, you, um, just, you just have to do 180 days of schooling. Okay. And it's like just days. So really you could spend like an hour of school and that counts as a day. Really? But when you think about it, like how much actual learning our kids getting in public school versus Mm -hmm. how much of it is like institutionalization where you know okay now we're all going to do this and how much transition time do they have because it's a class of 25 yeah so we typically do like three-ish hours like sit down a day but then we like we're always educating them right things yeah they're young Wow.
0: See, what a can, see,
1: why don't you bring that up? You brought that up in the last podcast, what? the debate. Like we were talking about things to oh, debate, the public ch- school versus homeschooling.
0: No, it was it was Christian school. Oh. But that could be a debate too.
1: Yeah. Do you, you have an opinion? On what? Public school versus <laughs> public school versus homeschooling, like the arguments of why everybody should homeschool their kids.
2: I don't think it's for everybody. I think like some families can't. Okay. I mean, um But I I know in our case, homeschooling is better for our kids and for our family. And I think for a lot of kids, homeschooling is better, especially up to a certain age, because like five-year-olds are not designed to sit there Mm -hmm. for eight hours a day. They're just not. And I feel like they need more of that guidance. And for us, a big thing with homeschooling is like the craziness of the education system and all of the LGBTQ stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, while we love everyone, you know, teaching them to be that strong in their faith at such young of an age. I feel like it's so much to ask, especially with our kids coming from foster care and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, different backgrounds. They are so much more vulnerable to negative things. So, yeah, that's where I stand. I think public school (laughs) is, they do their best, but it's not, I don't think it's for everyone.
0: I feel gypped now. Why? Because how many days of school are you in school like in high school or in like public school? <laughs> it's, the yeah. number, it's the same number it's the same number of days. It's a, not, no, but not, it's hours. It's not hours. Not hours. Not right. hours. Yeah. I'm offended. That right. is ridiculous. I've wasted like they're gonna have so much time for their life to do like adventure stuff and learn yeah. that way. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh. So are you
1: gonna homeschool your kids?
0: I would like to. Yeah. Especially like, I can't even imagine later on, like everything that I've listened to about public school right now, like Out in California, it's scary. Yeah. It really is. What do you mean, out in California? Well, maybe not. Well, it definitely is out there and it is elsewhere, but it's just not here yet in our school systems because it's actually. What's being taught? Yes. Okay. To my aunt about it. And she said that it won't be in their school system because I guess they have a say in it, maybe. I don't really know, but Mm -hmm. it's just terrifying to think what is coming. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's a, there's a big, and I think there's going to be a, like we homeschooled our kids for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and as they got older and wanted to play sports, that was the transition back into, because you couldn't, like yeah. if you wanted to play sports, you had to go to school, you know, essentially back then. I don't know if it's still that way now. I but feel
2: like it's different now. It really? Be, but my kids are really young, so I don't know. Yeah,
1: it could be. I mean, it used to be you had to take four out. you had to be in the school for four hours mm-hmm. if you wanted to be able to play sports. Well, at that point, you might as well just be there right for you know? the
0: school though like play sports for the school yeah. like or just anywhere gonna,
1: no play for the school oh, okay Right. so if you're gonna play on a school team mm-hmm. you know you had to be able to be on there so, yeah yeah anyway so anything else going on in your life
2: I lead hands of hope. Yes. Yes.
1: Talk about hands of hope a little bit.
2: Yeah. Um, And I, oh, and I just started the mom's group and I'm so excited about that. What is the mom's group? Um, So we call it diapers and devotionals. That's cute. uh, Because it's more targeted for moms of like younger kids because that's such like a specific stage in life where you kind of want to rip your hair out most of the time. Um, So there's been like six or eight, six to eight core people that have been coming. Um, but like we just started it last month. Oh wow. that's um, exciting. Yeah. So just I, we do like a little bit of Bible study, but it's mainly <clears throat> just like conversations around faith. Um we're doing the devotional A Mom after God's own heart. Oh yeah. Um, I've heard it's a that. book we're doing like the devotional mm-hmm. portion. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of having conversations with that and then just really being able to like support and love on each other mm-hmm. and give encouragement um, and just have that fellowship. And yeah. it's like a break. So no kids allowed. Right. <laughs> um, right. So it's like one night a week that we're able to get out of the house without the kids yes. and just have fellowship. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And talk a little bit about Hands of Hope. What is Hands of Hope? Because uh, I, I still think there are a lot of people that don't know yeah. about it and yeah. or how to be able to help or be involved.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Sure. So Hands of Hope is a foster and adoptive parent support group. One thing I just realized last month is that every single family we have we don't have any placements so none of them are foster they're all just adoptive at oh, this wow. point
3: hmm.
2: which is like a good yes, thing, right great for the families yeah you need that support then too but like what about the families who are in the thick of it like yeah. where's where's all of our Huntington foster parents right. that, you know need that support in the moment when you're going through all of that mm-hmm. so that's one of our goals is to try to get some people who are needing that support who are currently foster parents right. um, and we love our adoptive families like Obviously like yeah, we're here for sure. it right. too, but yeah, that would be really neat. Um, so we meet on the third Monday of every month, a meal is provided, childcare is provided. And if you are an active foster parent, you get two training credits, mm-hmm. two hours of training credits. Mm-hmm. Um, and we support each other <laughs> through, right. um, the fellowship. And then we also do different topics. So we'll talk about, um, trauma and the effects on the brain or educating on different, um, Disorders that maybe Mm -hmm. is pertaining to the kids. Um, Yeah, just a lot of different things and discussions that we facilitate. We also have care communities, which we're kind of amping up here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the ways you can help if you have a group of people who... um, Don't want to be foster parents. You're not able to, for whatever reason, you can become a care community. Um, We're working on getting some trainings together for that so that you can go into that family and be prepared. But what that looks like is you kind of wrap around that family with support through tutoring or making meals or childcare, helping with yard work or different Mm -hmm. things around the house. Um, Because when you're a foster parent, there's so many things outside of just normal nuclear families, right? Right. You've got visits and therapies and um, different services. Wow. Not even like considering the behaviors that you Mm -hmm. may be having. Right. um, That just takes extra time. Um, And that's sometimes really hard (laughs) when you're in the thick of it. So that's the point of care communities is to like come around those families and and help in all of those tangible ways that they can um, to make things a little easier for everybody in that family.
1: So as for the Hands of Hope, if somebody wants to get involved and wants to be a care community, they just get with you or?
2: That would be the best place to start. Yeah, get with me. Um, The Hands of Hope ministry like higher up than just local, Mm -hmm. Um, they recently started um, offering trainings. Um, So they're training me and then I will be training the care communities. Yeah. So that's kind of what that would look like.
1: Yeah. So again, Jenny, when she puts out the link or stuff, if people want to get involved or want to be able to help, or if you're a foster parent out Mm -hmm. there and you're trying to figure out how to get involved in it, when Jenny sends out the link, you'll be able to hook up and yeah, get with Bree and and be able to figure out out how to be involved or how to help. So take us back. So tell us tell us a little bit about your journey. Did you grow up around here? Did you grow up in faith? Did you, you know, was was God an important part of your life? So kind of tell us about your faith journey. Was it? What was it like back then? And how did you get to the place where you are today?
2: Yeah. So I grew up in um, a faith faithful family. Um, <clears throat> my parents weren't still our Christians. I grew up, um, up Northern Indiana, kind of by like South Bend, Plymouth mm-hmm. in a small little town called Walkerton. I went to John Glenn high school. Walkerton, Yeah. yeah. So that's where I grew up. You went, and then, went to where? John Glenn. Really? Yeah. Huh, well, Why?
1: There was a guy that I used to coach with that coached football for John. Glenn. Oh really? Oh, what's his yeah, name? Austin Fouse. Oh, I don't know them. It's a
2: really small town, but I don't know Yeah.
1: I mean, and again, it's been, how long have you been out of school?
2: (sighs) Why would you ask me? You haven't been out that long. Long enough to know better than to answer that. (laughs) Uh, No, like almost 10 years.
1: Yeah, no, he he would have been, he might have started coaching six or seven years ago. Because it was after he, we all coached together here at Huntington. And then once that all blew up, then he went up to, uh, to get a job. I think he's from Winnemac, but he coached at John Glenn. Okay. I still have
2: a lot of connections there. My mom works in the school system. So.
1: Oh, really? Um, Yeah. She's
2: a treasurer, but she's like a gem there. Okay. (laughs) She's worked (laughs) at all the schools and she's like the senior one. And everybody knows like the office ladies run the place.
3: Okay. (laughs) Got it.
2: Um, Yeah. So I grew up there. Um, I grew up my parents aren't going to like this,
3: but like just
2: very inconsistent church going. Like they always were very faithful, um, but they just like did not have a lot of structure Mm
3: -hmm.
2: in going to church. Okay. Yeah. Um, And we did sometimes, like we have a home church. We were married in our home church, um, Coons Lake Missionary. Mm -hmm. Um, We just didn't go like a lot. But one thing I always remember is like, anytime I would leave the house, be a light to others. My Mm. dad would always say, um, And so like, that's a verse, like I can't quote it, but Mm -hmm. be like to others. Um, And that's something that's always stuck with me. And I say to my kids now, "Yeah, um, that's cute. But yeah, so I, as a teenager, I think I kind of, I wouldn't say fell out of my faith as much as I rebelled Mm -hmm. against it a little bit, because mainly the whole like, um, original design Mm -hmm. kind of leaving out like the other half of like, the man's role just Mm. you know kind of degrading women and um you know you must submit to your husband and it's like well if I don't believe in that then how can I believe in like Mm, all of the bible and like that this is all all true um but I wasn't educated and like that is not all of it um and so as I got older um I really started to like learn more about it and like the whole context of it um And yeah, just like slowly but surely like grew in our faith. So I went to IPFW for college and then Riley moved like the year after to come like be near me. And then um, a little before we got married, we started going to a church in Fort Wayne, Avalon. And that was a really great church. Mm -hmm. Um, It was hard to leave it. But then we came to Huntington. And we're like, well, I don't want to drive 45 minutes to church every day, right. yeah. So um, every Sunday. So then we found here. And w- even since being here, we've both grown in our faith so, so much. Hmm. Um, we went from being like lukewarm, like we were believers, mm-hmm. to like truly being on fire. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, let's get, so backtrack just a little bit. There might not be any answer to this, but what do you think for somebody that is a Christian, why is church going from, like you said, your parents were just inconsistent in it. Why do you think that is? Not finding a good church, not seeing the value. Uh, Like, I'm just curious, and I don't know if you know the exact answer, but... For my
2: parents, it was church hurt. Mm. Um, (laughs) So I, I can say that. And then I think for me, like... You know, my mom had relationships with some of the other moms and then they had kids, daughters, yeah. my yeah. age. Right. And then they were very clicky. Um, so w- it, we weren't going every week. So right. when I did go, yeah. it was like you weren't very in the click. excluding. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why would I want to go?
1: Right. No, that makes um, sense. So yeah. it was. So that's what I wondered. Because again, usually people that are faithful tend to find a place unless the churches burn them. Mm -hmm, you know, or unless something happened inside of the church that just wasn't good. And then it's, you know, kind of carries over from there. Where's it a big church, small church?
2: Small, smaller than this church for sure. Um, But it's a very small rural area. Yeah, for sure. So like there aren't even that many churches to pick from. Right. Um, It was one of the bigger churches in the area, I'd say, (laughs) because it's like, you know, like the one room, Mm -hmm. um, I think is a lot of the options around there. Mm -hmm. And this one is... I don't know the size of the congregation. Yeah, either way.
1: Yeah. Right. And so then part of your rebellion was you and Riley dating then? Like, how did he fit into it? It was kind of like, oh, we just went to IPFW, we married, and ended up here. So where so, did he fit into this whole story?
2: Yeah. Riley and I went to high schools that were 45 minutes apart. Um, <laughs> we were both in FFA and which is future farmers of America. If you don't
1: know you mean that. There's people that don't know what FFA is. I know that's ridiculous. <laughs> I know
0: what
2: it is. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of you. Thank guys. you. Thank you very much. Um, so we were in the same district district region. I don't know. We were in the same thing. And, um, so everybody, all these like farming kids are in this big gym and we were divided up into groups. Um, and of our, our group of probably like 20 people, they said, now go stand in the group of people that are wearing cowboy boots. And we were the only two people <gasps> that were wearing cowboy boots. That's so cute. Boots.
1: Wait a second. You're at an FFA I gathering. <laughs> I know. And people <laughs> wearing cowboy boots?
3: Yeah. God thing. Yeah. Oh my God. That is so, wild.
2: So yeah, we were in our little group and we met and exchanged numbers. I was grounded at the time and I got home. I'm like, mom, please, I really like them. Please let me text
3: them. Wow.
2: Um, so. <laughs> and you were how old? At I this was, time, I think I was
3: fourteen
1: or fifteen. Okay, wow. Yeah, That's was so young. Riley was a farmer.
2: Well, his <laughs> his grandpa, he did like farming things with his grandpa. But I mean, he was like he dressed the part. Like okay. he did the boots and the flannel and yes, the and, like, was yeah. he
3: was wearing cowboy, cowboy boots. Yeah, yeah,
2: he sure was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, um, so you guys met young.
2: We did, and we dated off and on through high school, and then um, we broke, it was kind of a messy history. Um, he broke up with me. I was a freshman in college and then I, it was two days before Christmas.
1: And he, that is so rude. And was, he dumped you right before Christmas. Wow. Riley.
2: Yeah. It was wow. not great, but he's grown so much. Like yeah, he's, you an amazing, he's an amazing man, an amazing <laughs> husband, amazing dad. Um, so he, he dumped me and then I was like home and miserable, like on break, like all my friends, like it was, nobody was around. So then I went back to Fort Wayne and I'm like, hm, I'll show him. <laughs> like, so I was like living my best life, like going on dates with people and like having so much fun. And then he saw that and he's like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, men take a while to like realize like, well, shoot, that probably wasn't a, a good idea. Yeah. So then he came back around and I'm like, hmm. I don't know. We'll see. That's and then we got back together and then 11 days later we were engaged. <gasps> wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah.
1: That's, so that's amazing. So that's so I just curious about this. So your best life, not meaning <laughs> you liked dating?
2: No. I I don't it was not my best life. just <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like best life. Yeah, at that time
0: I was No, like, I
1: know even at that time like I can't imagine dating different people. It's awful, man.
2: I mean
0: like, no, Tinder I'm not saying for thing. you,
1: I'm just in general because yeah. I've heard people say it's so, so much fun. A lot of you people, go out like and you get to new people, you get to meet new people. You yeah. get
2: to do- you're that young, it was fun. Ugh! but like, I lived on <laughs> campus and like everybody was on campus, and it, it
1: I know, fun. I would hate it. I can't imagine it. I've only ever dated two people, yeah. <laughs> so, I dated Sherry and married <laughs> her, dated Sarah and married her. I mean, I I've I never like- even been on a net like that. Yeah, that whole. I concept. didn't like
2: date. Like I wasn't like exclusive with anyone else. It was just like, oh, we're gonna go to Biaggi's tonight. Fun, like, <laughs> things like that.
1: Like <laughs> exclusive meaning that, like when you go on a date, you have to be exclusive. Like, what's the going to Biagi's? What do you call that?
2: That was just going on
0: a date, like random, just like oh, him yeah. asking you. Oh, you're going yeah, on like, a date, you but you're dating. not dating. Them. Right?
2: Yeah. So like, I wasn't dating. I was going on dates. I guess. So
0: meeting a bunch of people.
2: Yeah. And yeah. that was fun. Ugh. That would be awful. Being a girl, you don't have faith for <laughs> that. That's
1: No, true. I was just curious because i that would be my worst nightmare.
2: It was a very brief phase. I mean. No, I,
1: yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying a personal thing. Yeah. Like for me to have to get to know or go on a date with five, six, seven, eight. I'm look. a talker
0: though. Yeah. That's, that's why I would do it at the bars, except it was drinks, you know? <laughs>
1: Not you didn't want any food, you just wanted to go with the guy that'd buy you drinks. Yeah,
0: so it would be like late at night instead of like during the day, probably. So it's like yeah. X rated part of dating. And I don't know why I'm talking
3: about it. We are
1: talking about Bree going to Biagis and you're like, I'm on X rated party dates. Can anybody <laughs> Even, how did that come up? I don't get that. I
0: meant she's going like dating, like, you know, like wholesome like, dating you're, yes, and you're on X-rated dating, dating. And I'm going out to clubs, finding like getting drinks, finding a guy. Okay. Did Anyways, you like it? Did you like, getting Oh, to I know? loved that, but that oh. wasn't dating. Yeah, that
2: was something else. <laughs>
1: no, dad. Yeah. No, I don't way. like dating. That now. was off the scene. I do not I like dating, was... now. But
2: I I went back to Fort Wayne in like January and we were engaged by July. So yeah. Which is insane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What, so, so what how, happened?
2: How yeah. did it become so fast? Like I don't remember. What
0: draws your heart well, or what
2: oh I do remember. So I was moving apartments uh-huh. and like he like was back in my life, and we like we were talking, like we were not like back Explosive. together by any means. <laughs> yeah, we were we were going on dates. Yeah, right? Um, right. and so I moved into this new apartment, and I had so much anxiety about this move for some reason. Um, and I like all I wanted was him mm. there, like to support me, like.
1: Uh, and so, that, so that's that when moment, you to start playing the music. Yes, oh, oh. all I wanted was Riley. So at that in my moment, room.
2: I knew, like, well. This is it. (laughs) So and then yeah, eleven days later, he proposed.
1: Wow. And then how long till you got married?
2: It was a long engagement. It was like two years.
1: Okay. Waiting to get done with school or what?
2: No, I wasn't done with school yet. Uh, waiting to be able to afford it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: God. uh, Is that ever even possible to afford it?
2: We our wedding was very affordable. (laughs) It was yeah. But I'm like bougie on a budget. Are you? Yeah. Are you the budgeter of, oh. or are you both budget? Well, we both budget. I've, I like, I like to get really good deals, but I'm also like anymore not, not great about like
1: saving. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's saving. Are you the budgeter? I'm everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you don't like budgeting. You don't no. like doing that kind of stuff. No. Yeah.
0: Uh, or saving money. No.
1: Yeah. So Brie, talk to us about you, you get married, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are married for like, how long have you been married now?
2: Almost six years,
1: six years. Okay. Okay. So again, did he grow up in faith? Like where was his faith journey?
2: Not good. No. Um, his grandma is Jehovah witness and they kind of dragged him to church a lot and it was just very ugly. I don't know like all the ins and outs of that. So that really turned him away from faith. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I'm like, Riley, like, I don't want to marry you if you don't Believe in like God and right. and I probably like coerce him into it a little bit. <laughs> 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 yeah. I would probably like you you you're watching, don't no, do that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we started going to Avalon, and he, he kind of started to like get used to the idea of it and kind of start believing a little bit. And I would like really push. I'm like, I'd really love it if you would get baptized. Like mm. that's so important to me. Please do it. And then he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't for whatever reason. And then it was so beautiful because I'd stopped asking him because I realized like me asking him is like him doing it for the wrong reason anyway. Mm -hmm. So I might as well stop. But then baptism Sunday, I think two times ago, he's like, I want to do this Hmm. just like completely unprompted. And that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, And and so how'd you guys end up at Avalon? Like is that just a church close to where you were It was close
2: to where we lived. And I kept saying like, I want to go to a missionary church because mm-hmm. I was a little fearful of like I don't want to go to a church that's like cultish or you know mm. something weird like that. So I'm like I know a mission. I mean we were young, like <laughs> uh, so I'm like well this place looks nice. Um and it was great. There were really nice people there. We still keep in touch with a lot of them. How would you be
0: able to tell if a church is culty by the outside?
2: Um I don't know. <laughs> I, we just went by, like, oh, it's missionary. It must be okay. Oh, okay. I don't,
3: I
1: don't know if that's a good way to do it <laughs> yeah. or not, but.
2: But you got but That's what we did. Yeah, we were lucky. Yeah, we got lucky. It wasn't a <laughs> call. <Twice>. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, how'd you end up back in Huntington? Why did you guys move to Huntington?
2: So, I worked for Bowen Center in Huntington okay. while we lived in Fort Wayne. Um, and Riley had worked in Huntington a few different times throughout when we lived in Fort Wayne. Um, so, then we're like, well, Let's just make the move. We wanted to live in the country. We were trying to find somewhere that Riley's grandma could like live on our property, but have like her own little
1: oh, okay. thing. And so she's from around here?
2: No, she's from Michigan. Oh, so, so she wanted
1: to buy a property. I'm confused. Well, How did that? Fit so into- we
2: bought the property that oh. had like a, a granny flat, is what we call it. A granny <laughs> flat. Well, we had to make it a granny <laughs> flat, but yeah. Okay. It's a nice granny flat. It is. It is. Really? Yeah. She lives in a nice little house. Yeah. Wow.
0: They built it, right? It was built well, or you read? The was
2: there and we redid it. That's right. Yeah. It's nice. So it had plumbing and like HVAC in it already. And then like everything else was redone: right on floors, windows, put in a full kitchen, full bathroom.
1: Wow. Yeah. Granny's living the I high
3: know. life.
2: <laughs> she put in a lot of money.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're like,
2: that's really, like, you really don't have to put in that much. And she's like, no, no, I want it.
3: Okay. Hmm.
2: okay, Grandma. I'm trying Why? to build
0: a tiny house. Uh, not a tiny house. Ha- yeah, it is a tiny house, but like a really small one on somebody's property. You are? Yeah. Who's going to let me? You could do it Do of- <laughs> <laughs> you know how expensive property is? The problem is like hooking it up. You have a second. bunch of um, room? You have four acres. Oh, shoot. When you where, do, where, do you there. Wanna,
1: where do you want to live?
0: I don't care. Just anywhere on the property.
1: No, I know. Like Urbana, Wabash. Huntington. Just,
2: I really don't care. Bluffton. Oh, I think Mike's offering one of his properties. Oh, you have property?
1: We have multiple properties. You do? I I was just saying we just bought... Yeah, Heifer World over in Bluffton, and it doesn't have a house on it. And it's got 1,100 cows. You could walk right out your back door. Oh I
2: could see you just going out in your way.
3: <laughs> I, I could just see Jenny I could see walking. myself running. <laughs> I could be afraid to It's outside. got a
1: nice little garage on it. It's got a two car <laughs> garage and a little office on it. And so I
0: could just make that a little tiny house. Yeah, renovate it. Yeah, because it's like a studio apartment. It's not mm-hmm. really a tiny house. Well, maybe, but I, it's like.
2: Just one studio apartment, kind of thing.
1: Are you going to work at Heifer World? Like you're going to go out and do chores? Heifer anymore? World
2: is. Let me negotiate with you. What kind of discount are you giving on rent?
0: Are <laughs> <laughs> you like Heifer World?
2: I'm asking, I'm, Why, I'm asking for you. I'm helping. Why?
0: What do you want from Heifer World?
2: She's I'm just trying to negotiate you. for oh, you. What do I want from she, Heifer World? Uh, A discount on rent? On rent?
0: Oh, got oh. you.
1: <laughs> She's trying to help you here, Jenny. I Stay see. in the conversation. I see, I see,
0: I see. Thank yeah. you. That's yeah. very kind.
1: Anytime. So anyway, so you end up in Huntington because you guys are both working here and you wanted to live in the country. Yeah. Because it was your dream to be farmers. Yeah. Okay. So now you're, do you just have a cow?
2: Uh, we've got a lot of chickens we hatch our own little chicks. Uh, and then so we got two one Wait a cow, second, are we pepper. allowed to
1: talk about the chicken story that Taylor <laughs> talked about? What? Huh? Yeah, you can. So Taylor says there's Taylor Wall comes into work the one day and said, Hey, I gotta go out and take care of the Sullivan's rooster. It's like really I said, Oh. Like, is it mean? Yeah, it's mean. And it's this tall. <laughs> so I mean, so if you listening, I mean he made it seem like this rooster was six foot tall.
2: It was a very large rooster. <laughs> It wasn't six feet tall. I mean wingspan, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It was
1: large and in charge. Either way, Taylor Taylor made it sound like this thing was massive.
3: It
2: was terrible. He came over and laughed at me because I had like a pitchfork by the gate. Like, <laughs> this thing's gonna get me,
1: yeah. Taylor. So so. have you ever had a rooster chase you?
2: No, but I've had yeah. um
0: other little bird things. <laughs> I'm <laughs> geese, geese. Oh, yeah, you've had geese chase you yes oh you want to hear a story Funny yeah. side note alright so it was when I was working at Hooters and this Hooters <laughs> that I work <laughs> so I do laugh every time I say that it's a family know. restaurant Okay. Know. Yes. anyways okay. so I went to Einstein Bagels before like this is where I like to go and I would walk over to Hooters because it was right there it was on Castleton and in Indy and I got my bagel, walked out the back, and all these geese, because there was a pond somewhere near, came swarming at me. <laughs> and What? Oh, just listen. I'm holding on for dear life. They're coming <laughs> after the bagel. I'm screaming. And then, like, I don't even know how long this went on, but the ladies from... Einstein bagels came out, and she saved my life. To she, rescue you, you're supposed to like put your wingspan like or put your arms like a wingspan out and like run after them, and she came out. I guess they were in di- there dying laughing because they knew it was me, <laughs> like screaming, and they're like, "Should we go and help her?" And then they came out, and she
1: told me that fact. So these people coming across died. Einstein with their arms flapping, running across the street, <laughs> yes, like scaring the geese <laughs> yes. away. Yes,
0: and then when I went to work, my manager, she get to hall, I was like really upset or because so, I mean. I was just chased by like 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. it was probably like 10 or eight or whatever. Gonna say, it might've
1: been two or three, but that's <laughs> no, okay. It was
0: a ton and they were huge. Yeah.
2: And she was like, are you okay?
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's the end of my story.
2: <laughs> if I tried doing that to this rooster, I, I wouldn't have a face anymore. I'm sure.
1: Like, it was, <laughs> because the way the rooster's going to like kill you is.
0: on your, fa- yeah. Like attacking I your do face. Yeah. Te- te-
1: they don't have teeth.
2: They don't. But you should see the size of It's claws were bigger than my hands. <laughs> I'm not joking That sucker It it wouldn't even die Like Taylor brought Like this big old gun out Right And he shot it And I'm like Yeah We're done with this Stupid (laughs) booster." Came back to life Tommy's gonna say I said bad words now Yeah he is Sorry Thomas Um, And he shot it And it then it like starts getting back up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. He's like, turn around, pre." He takes it out again. Feathers a flying. Could this, ha-
1: could this happen to be with Taylor's accuracy on shooting? Does I know. To do no, with he it?
2: got it. it. That just sucker didn't want to die. It was. <laughs> it was demented. It was it a was mean, mean rooster. <laughs> so mean. Was
1: there a reason you got a rooster? Do you like your eggs fertilized or what?
2: Well, we do actually. Now. <laughs> they fertilize them? Well, we incubate them and we hatch them. But we've. When we got it, it was young, and we thought it was a hen because it like hadn't grown into oh, like a rooster yet. It. And then we're like, oh, well, we'll just keep it because you know well, we can hatch our own eggs. And-
3: yeah,
1: yeah, because some people like their eggs fertilized.
2: I don't understand that. That doesn't. Hmm.
0: Yeah, how would the rooster fertilize them? <coughs> How do what? you? How do you think? I just
1: don't like, know. When do I think of think? fertilizer, I like, don't think of that. Huh? <laughs> what do you, <laughs> you mean? Like the chickens? <laughs> huh? how, how does a rooster interact with a hen that would create another chicken?
0: Oh, I thought you literally were meaning the eggs, like were already hatched. No, so and they were fertilizing like, them somehow. No, so,
1: like the. Rooster, when he wants to go out and have some fun with the
0: with the little chickens. Yeah.
1: He fertilizes (laughs) the eggs. So that the point would be is then if you would incubate it, it would turn into a chicken. So some people like it so that they feel like the yolks Uh are better if they're fertilized, because if you let them grow for a while, essentially that's the part that turns into the chicken.
2: Yeah, that's really gross. (laughs) But that's only if like they get sat on or like have heat. Yeah. My mind is blown right now. Uh
0: I'm
1: so confused. So there are some people that like to have roosters because they think it makes their eggs better even if they don't hatch them. I just
2: like to hatch the little
1: chicks. Yeah, but then if you want to, then you can take them, put them in an incubator if you have a rooster and you can create your own herd.
0: So it's going to sound really dumb. Two chickens do not make eggs. Huh. Do chickens make <laughs> eggs? What do you mean? Do they make them? I mean, do they have them? Do they? I mean, two chickens lay, lay eggs. Two chickens eggs. lay eggs. But a
2: hen or a... That thing? I can't a think hen, of a hen. A hen is a girl chicken. Okay. A rooster is a boy chicken. Oh, never
0: mind. Please, can we carry
1: on? Yeah, but a hen will have eggs without a rooster.
2: Yes, oh. they'll still lay the eggs. They just won't be fertilized.
1: Yeah, they won't be fertilized. It's just
2: like lemon. Like, you know, you can... No, I don't. An oak. <laughs>
3: There. Go there. No. Won't go there. No women
1: way. are just like chickens i mean they, <laughs> right. they just let the eggs come just out and them them once in a while them. they get fertilized yeah okay yeah. same concept
0: I get it except there's our out their yes. body
1: yes. yeah right and yours aren't where do your eggs go
0: i mean aren't they inside
2: yeah i mean i guess eventually they come out right if they're fertilized
1: no.
3: But no, we the, can't. We, the, the egg is shot. <laughs> this is a
1: biology lesson. I don't think we want to go into. Yeah,
3: no. It. no yeah, but either way.
1: So, farming chickens, hands of hope. How many kids do you have? Three. Three kids homeschooling, so you're busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you stay really busy. Yeah. Yeah. So we're again. So we're at our forty minutes. Let's wow. make sure that we do questions. There's and, a lot. A lot of them.
0: I mean, there's a good amount. Yeah. Wow. Like there's then you're comments. gonna give all, you're gonna
1: give words of wisdom to all of our listeners. Okay. Yeah. At Ooh. the end, like as a busy homeschooling farming milk produced not milk producing. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh.
3: You're, you're
1: not a milk producer. Man. This is
3: very confusing. <laughs> you
1: have a cow that you're getting milk from. Uh, uh, yeah.
3: Oh. I think all that
1: stuff's cool. We're gonna we're getting ready to. Get all of our chick because hopefully we're going to be moved into the Urbana house here in a month. Maybe. Oh, wow. So hopefully we'll have all of our chickens, geese. Was that line. a... G- hmm? Sorry, I'm just
3: laughing. Oh, no. I, th- I thought it
1: was a chicken noise. <laughs> <laughs> you heard a chicken noise. <laughs> I
3: thought he was doing a I, I did,
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, questions.
0: Okay, question time. Here we go. All right, Elizabeth Grover. She wants to know what has been the best thing about being a part of hope hands of hope ministry? Oh, that's a good question. I know.
2: Um, I just really love the fellowship mm. and just being able to be a support for the other families. Yeah. Um, I like leading, I like leading things in mm-hmm. general. Um, but I like being able to like reach out to like the families. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like when you're in that leadership position, you kind of have like, not the obligation, but like, that's kind of your position to do that. Um, so if I know of a family that's struggling, I can reach out to them. Um, and just, yeah. be extra supportive for them.
0: And you know what that feels like, or, you know, like being in their position too. Yeah.
1: So are you a natural leader? Like, do you like to be in control and in charge? And I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Design. Hmm? The
2: original design has been a good sermon for
1: me.
0: (laughs) All right. Gina Van Meter. She just has a comment. She says, Brie is a beautiful Christian woman. Heart. Women. Woo. What am I reading? (laughs) I'm so thankful to know. Whom I'm so thankful to know. There we go. Awesome to see what God has done in her life and excited to see what he has planned for her and her family's future. Much love, Gina, with a heart. Aw, I love you, Gina.
3: I know, she's so she's sweet. She's so
2: sweet. Thomas loves her so much. Does she? Yeah. Oh, she's Does got he? the patience of a saint with, with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesse, and she
0: gave me a, or she told me how to pronounce it, haifed. Yes, I think that's right, because it's spelled weird, and she actually gave me like the pronunciation, okay. which is super this nice. This is a new person. Yes, it is. This is I... a new person. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. A
1: new question yep. person. Good yep. job. People are finally catching on. I know. I know. I was excited. Yeah.
0: So she wants to know, when did your passion for adoption begin?
1: Hey, that's Ooh, a great question. We we'll never even got into that. Really
2: early on, um, Like I was still in high school. Well, I wouldn't say adoption, fostering. Like okay. our plan had always been like, we're going to like have biological kids and then we're going to like foster. Mm-hmm. And if adoption comes about great, but like, we're just going to foster. Um, had
1: you seen it before?
2: Yeah. So I worked on a dairy farm when I was in high school okay. and they were foster parents.
1: Oh, um, so it was,
2: yeah, really, really neat to be exposed to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was so passionate about that. And we had called several times, like, Right after we were married, which we were not like, we should not have been, we had no business (laughs) being foster parents at that time. Um, but like we really wanted to, um, and then the pandemic hit and we're like the world's upside down. Like nobody Uh knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're like, I don't know that biological kids is like what we want to do, you know, who knows what's going to happen. So, you know, fast forward. Um, and then I was working for Bowen center in a DCS liaison position and seeing every single day, like these kids that were in foster homes or needed adoptive homes. Um, and I found out about like the kid catalog basically for kids that need homes. Mm -hmm. And we got on and we were looking and, and Riley wasn't like super on board. He's like, yeah, I want to do this someday, but today's not the day. Um, and then like reading some of those things, he was like, today's the day, like, let's start. Um, so, yeah, hmm. I don't know why. Like It's just always, I've always been like a very nurturing person too.
1: Well, that, Again, so I'm going to ask this, but if you don't want to answer it, that's perfectly fine. So the decision to do foster care and adoption had nothing to do with infertility?
2: No. Mm-mm.
1: See, I that's a complete surprise. That's amazing. Because I would say most of the time yes, people make that decision after yep. they've right. tried you know? And so they're like, okay, this isn't working. So we're going to be able to try that. I mean, that's unique that mm-hmm. you guys would make a decision to do foster, to adopt before you would do biological.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And that's something that's really important for me, for our kids to know,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Um, because I don't ever want, and I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way yeah, for get, parents that don't, but like, right. I don't ever want them to think they were not our first choice mm-hmm. because Yeah, because they be were. Like
1: you were the second option. Yeah. yeah they, right.
2: they were our first choice. Like right. we want, we, we I never them. even thought about
1: that. you yeah. have biological kids.
2: Yeah. We we hope to. Okay. I mean, that's not up to me. To no, no, that, I, just, but yeah, yeah, I guess I like said that to. wrong.
1: I just didn't know if it was like, Oh, we've decided mm-hmm. not to have biological kids and yeah. just keep doing this. But yeah. So you're still going to go down that road too.
2: Yeah. We'd like to, yeah. um, when we started, we were like, mm, no, you know, we're good. But I think being a mom and yeah. Riley being a dad, it's like, we've missed this stage. Mm. Um, and we really, I'd like to experience
0: that.
1: Yeah, No, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good.
0: All right. Kaylin Griffith. Oh, I love her <laughs> uh, Bree is kind and she has a loving heart. And what's your favorite part about having cows and do the kiddos help care for them? And she has a bunch of cow emojis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So, um, Bailey is a really excellent hand milker. <laughs> okay.
3: uh, really? So
2: yeah, she does amazing. She'll sit right down on the stool with me and you know, she'll do like one and I'll do the other one. And yeah, she's amazing. Um, we had have calves and like they'd all like take turns bottle feeding them Aww. with me. They'll give them hay and they'll they go down there with us and they that, that's so important to us too yes. for them to like see us work and work with us right. um so yeah, and then our favorite part about it is I like ha- not having to pay for milk when they're <laughs> producing <laughs> milk. they're dry right now, so we do um, right but yeah, I really like that and just like being able to go out and see them because well
1: and you said like, Doing it as a family. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a the, the really important part of watching your family be able to work together.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watching them learn about it, you know, just being able to be like self-sufficient and like right. grow your own food. And eventually they'll do 4-H
1: yeah.
2: when they're old enough. So
1: try it. Get off the grid, grow your own food, milk <laughs> your own cows. I'm all in. And
0: they'll be able to do that.
1: Yeah. Then we you got to te- teach, teach them how to butcher.
0: Oh my gosh. But she's not even <laughs> doing that. Huh? Yeah.
2: I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Riley, Will we'll Riley take do it? Care of that. Take I don't think he
2: would either. No? <laughs> no. I if he had to,
1: yeah, he I mean, would.
2: But yeah. all right,
0: Nelson Little, what are your future goals for Hands of Hope? Where is it headed, and what vision has God put on your heart for your ministry? I can re-say these if you need me to. And okay. there's another one.
2: Um. So I already kind of talked about one of the goals. Is like I really want to grow. The ministry, Mm -hmm. because we have the same small number of families who come and they're great. I love Mm -hmm. these families, but I think we have so much more to offer. So Mm -hmm. I really want to grow that, get more families who have active placements, not Mm -hmm. just adopted kiddos, because I feel like that's a group that really needs a lot of the help, um, or the other question: <laughs> Where is it
0: headed? But I guess it would yeah, be. No, that yeah, she said that. Yeah, yeah. So
1: opening it up to foster parents that mm-hmm. haven't been involved in it, and again, she brought up getting more care groups involved so that when people are in active placements, they can be a part of that. And yeah, so
2: yeah. And one thing we're working on too is um, we recently switched our license to DCS directly instead of an LCPA. So I'm working with our caseworker to like get it out to the families. Mm. So I really, a big goal is for everybody that's involved in foster care and adoption in Huntington to know about it. Not even just Huntington, Mm -hmm. like the surrounding areas. Right. So.
1: Right. Good.
0: And he says, PS, you are wonderful. I love you and your family and love what you are doing. Your one song, absolute awesome woman. Aw. What does that mean?
1: I mean, she's a wonderful, absolute woman.
2: The one song.
1: Oh, I don't know the one song. Yes, no. We probably it's... just typed that wrong.
2: Right. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Love you too, Nelson. And all the little Fun right. fact, Nelson is Tommy's godfather. And really? godmother,
3: yeah. Oh that's, so that's cool. cool.
0: All right, Sarah Jeffers, how has Aww. adoption changed you? And how has your view of adoption changed since becoming a mom through adoption? Ooh. That's a good
2: question. Those are deep questions. So one of the things that I've found, it is so hurtful to say real mom. Mm. like or real dad but it's mm. usually real mom um because it's like i'm not their biological mom i didn't give birth to them but i'm their real mom right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um or saying like are you going to have children of your own um yeah sorry
3: i, I didn't mean that of, bad no, you <laughs> did not you said. <laughs> like back in your chair. i didn't really no. mean it no, bad but you, I was it just
2: curious. you didn't no. say that you oh. said biological children yeah okay. you worded yeah. it different okay because yeah i i try to like correct people in like the most yeah. polite way but you said biological children that's absolutely like the correct way to say it okay. but, like children of your own like means that they're about, not
0: like it sounds like the,
3: your yeah. children are not which yours. like for me oh okay, I you mean, know, it. know what i mean but, like yeah. if
2: like if you were to ask something like like in that way and like My three are sitting there. Right. Like it just sends the, a not a great message. And like, it's so hurtful. So I've become very like hyper aware of those things. Um, I've also since adopting our three, I've developed like a heightened sense of compassion, I'd say for their bio moms. Mm -hmm. Um, We've worked really hard at building those relationships. One, I think is pretty successful. The other it's there. It's yeah. just not as like, not as present. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's really hard to explain unless mm-hmm. you've like lived it.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, but I yes. think that's what you're saying is perspective. That's what he yeah, had. Like what's the perspective change. And part of that perspective is, is having a compassionate mm-hmm. open heart to the biological mothers. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. good.
2: And one thing for anybody like ha- having questions about, Foster Care and Adoption. Um, the book Foster the Family mm. is such an amazing book. Uh, it's by Jamie Finn. Um, and it, that really changes your perspective on mm. like the biological families. Mm. Um, Cause it's, yeah, there's a lot of things in that and I could go on and on. Um, you love that book. I love that yeah. book so much. It, it changed my life. I don't think I would have gotten through like all of the court hearings for mm. everything with R three without that book at the time I had it. Wow. Um, because it like, you'll go crazy. Like you're talking about like, your children that are in your home, you are raising them. And then you don't know from one month to the mm-hmm. next. If like, you're going to have them. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you understand like.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, not nearly as much soy, as you but, guys like, did because we chose to, at the time we had the choice to put the kids in foster care. We were licensed foster parents, which they, with the whole idea to do foster to adopt. That was, that was our whole plan. Cause I didn't know how well I could do, like, I didn't, think I'd have much sympathy to send them back to the families, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. they go back. And so anyway, we had that plan, but when we took in the Clark kids, we had the choice because when they're not in foster care, you don't get anything to help, you know, and not that that's good or bad, but they said, well, make them a ward of the state and we'll just put them back in your house, you know, and then you can get the stipends and the benef- the things that go with that type of stuff. And I just opted out of the idea because of just, not that there's anything wrong with the foster care system, but at times there was like- There's
2: a lot wrong with the foster care
3: system. Yeah, I just thought there was
1: there was a lot of broke things Mm -hmm. that in my opinion, I didn't want to subject those kids to. And so we just never put them in foster care. We just did it on our own and we became their legal guardian instead of their adoptive because- if we would have went adoptive, then we had to bring mom and dad back from Indy. And then we wow. opened up a whole nother can of worms that, you know, their parents hadn't been around. They'd been incarcerated, hadn't been around for four years. And we were like, the kids are like, Will you adopt us because, and I'm like, I, we see you regardless uh-huh. as mom and dad. We will always treat you as mom. I mean, that's, you will always have that with us, but yeah. And they said, well, if you do that, mom and dad has to come back. You know, mm-hmm. mom and asked dad have to be a part of it. like, I haven't been here for how long, you know? And so we just decided to stay out of it. So I don't know the extent, but I have heard it's rough, like going yeah. through the the core system and the unknowns, because at least we had some control, mm-hmm. right? Where you entered into the unknown. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. I mean, we had like even great grandparents who were not fit to take mm-hmm. one of them, Um and it was a fight, I mean, up until like a month or two before adoption was set to happen. And it's roller coaster is such a cliche, but yeah, I mean, I it's the best way to explain mm-hmm. what that does to yeah. your heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It takes part of it and I get it, right? But the thing that I didn't like about the foster care system, they just flat out say in classes, our job is to reunite them with the parents.
2: Yeah. Which is insane. They- it's and, the parents' rights and it the kids have It shouldn't be them. the parents' rights.
0: Right.
1: And I just couldn't understand it. Like I couldn't understand how. Just as an example, the so when we become licensed foster care parents, you have to have certain square footage mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. house. Your water has to be. T- you have to go through all these. Which is the insane. Clark kids lived in an Escalade. Yeah. Didn't have a and it was completely okay. Like they weren't going to do anything about that. Right. They didn't care about any of that because. The foster care system, or the system, says you can't fault somebody for being poor. Well, but yet you have
0: to have all this space. Yeah, either way, I could get off
1: on a long subject.
2: We just had to get a fire extinguisher and smoke detector for our basement. Our basement is not like a livable space; it's like storage.
1: Yeah, (laughs) so it's just craziness on some of the stuff. So I, I mean, I could go on and on, but yeah. So I feel for you being a part of the having your heart.
0: Yeah, you I know, couldn't even imagine
1: Yeah, that. just the guardedness yeah. and if you leave it Fear. open, what if it's broke mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, so.
2: And the adoptions are done now and we're living in like a yeah. post-adoption yes, yeah. I
1: feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it is.
2: Like nobody yeah. can be taken from you yes. kind of feeling.
0: Yes. yes, it's amazing. All right, Jess Ulrey, I have I love loved her. getting to know her better the last few weeks. How did they get their little homestead started and what are some goals that she has for the future?
2: So we had, well, we bought our property in the country specifically, like, cause we wanted to do that eventually. There's like a big, like open barn. And so I convinced Riley <laughs> to, uh, put up some fencing and we talked about it for a really long time. And then we finally like pulled the trigger and, like, let's do it. And then we got, um some chickens and then we got Winnie, our cow, and she came with two calves and then we got another one. And <laughs> yeah.
0: She came with two calves. Yeah. <laughs> she did.
3: Yeah. I know, it's well, just funny. Well,
2: her calf and then another yeah. yeah, It's a great system because then like they drink some of the milk and it grows them. And Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. you learned so much
1: today. Yeah, I think the whole homesteading thing is fascinating. I can't wait till we get moved in and yeah. Ready for the big garden, truck patch.
0: What's your favorite thing to do out of the garden or make out of the garden, not make, but bro.
1: Um, Like I love make growing stuff to make salsa. Mm, you
3: know, yeah. So
1: I, the thing Homemade that I salsa. wish I could figure out, like I would love to do potatoes, but I can't figure out how to keep them all year. Like I've never been able mm-hmm. to figure out how to store them mm-hmm. like in a cellar type area. But this new, well, the Urbana house has one of the scary basements, <gasps> you know, where it's like a, I mean, it's a basement, but it's not like a real... It's like a cellar, yeah. I guess, if that's the right yes. word for it. So I think there are ways you can keep that stuff and keep your potatoes and onions. Because that's what I'd love to do is grow it and then put it all up. And again, same concept, can, you know, yeah. all of the stuff, canned chicken, canned beef, green beans, salsa. You're ready. Yeah, ready
0: <laughs> ready what? for the adventure what was your second question um
1: what are your goals wow oh. look at you you have such a great memory oh no i just yeah so we're um, homesteading and then if you have any goals, the goals you for share. the homestead oh for the homestead
2: yeah um not to overwork ourselves <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of work and i'd be like oh look at this cow i really like this cow riley and he's like no so you're yeah. wanting to buy more cows oh, like no i would buy another cow and it's like a tattoo you need a peacock
1: you need a peacock. What does a peacock uh, no. do?
2: they are just—they're more birds. I don't really. Uh, no.
1: uh-huh. Oh, but peacocks.
2: We, so we want, what do they do? Hmm? Not—they don't do anything. They're oh, just but why pretty. would you want one? They're oh, just pretty. for looks.
1: Yeah, they sit in the top of your barn. I want to keep it at your house.
2: Huh? <laughs> like, I want to keep it at your house.
1: <laughs> I um, am getting a peacock.
2: Eventually, we want like pigs and meat chickens. But one thing that like we have started is we um, like on the Neighbors Helping Neighbors page. If somebody's needing some food, we're um, like, hey, we've got some milk. Like yeah. it's not pasteurized, it's not homogenized, but like if you That's need this, cool. so yeah. kind of like a, a small ministry. That's with cool. That too. Well,
1: wow. if you need pigs, what's Richard's last name, Nick? Earlry? No, the Richard from the Spartan. I don't oh, know how to say his last um, name.
0: Oh, Mule- Mule- <laughs> Ricardo,
1: <laughs> name, Yeah, Ricardo. That's what I said, didn't no. I? No. what I say? <laughs> Richard. Oh, Ricardo. Yeah, Ricardo, whatever his last <laughs> name is. Ricardo, So he raises these pigs that are like- I didn't know that. Special pigs, like special meat pigs. They're called Red- oh, I, I didn't know that.
2: Right. Oh, I've, I I know what you're talking about.
1: But anyway, so they have like marbling in their meat, and like they're the best eating pigs ever. And he raises- them and sells wow. to babies. So people can raise for me. To him about them. Ri- wow. Ricardo.
0: He's really cool. Too. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Ricardo, He's so awesome. Can I just share something? So because I did the Spartan, he had to ask me what my, um, birth date was mm-hmm. and he knew when the date was cause it was the day before my birthday, but he didn't know the year. He's like, and I told him, he was like, are you serious? He's like, if I would have, if you wouldn't have responded, I would have said 2000. I said, thank you
3: so
0: much. <laughs> That's almost 10 years off. Wow. Anyways, so he's like really up in my coolness right yeah. now because he thinks I'm 20 years old.
1: Yeah. And how old are you?
0: 31, 32, my bad. Okay. Yep. All okay. right, next question. Doug Bragg. He wants to know what are the best and the worst parts of adoption and how can we help Hands of Hope ministry?
2: The best part of adoption is... uh you know, I get to raise these beautiful kids. Yeah. Um, raise them up in in God's kingdom. Uh, the worst part for me, and this is being like super vulnerable, is feel like imposter syndrome, mm. I feel like, in being a mom. Mm. Because like I haven't gone through like that baby stage and mm. like raising them up. I mean, we've had Thomas since he was two, but like you still miss out on a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and realizing like I am not their bio mom. I never will be. Mm-hmm. Um, she is... Like she has something with them that I'll never have. And I have something with them that she'll never have.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Um, helping Hands of Hope Ministry, um, volunteering for meals mm-hmm. is always nice. The third Monday of every month. Because um, people pick once a month,
0: right? Because there have yes. been small groups that have been picking mm-hmm. once a month. And so, yeah, yeah. So it's just once a month. Um, and Who then, would they reach out to that? Is that Rayanne? Yeah. Okay. Ray-Ann because would, if you want to volunteer for a month, then... Speak to Ray Ann.
2: And then child care for those nights as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then care communities again, so mm-hmm. they can reach out to me for that. Yeah, good. All right, those are it.
0: That
1: was awesome. a lot. Okay, so end us up, Jenny, give us the, the mess, the where yep. people can be sending yep. their messages into.
0: Yep. So if you aren't a part of our podcasting texting group, then you text podcast to 260-408-8383. And that will get you on the list. And every week we send out a text that has who's going to be on it. And we give a little bit of a bio enough for you to, ask a question for, but we want you to be engaged with us and ask questions back and throughout the week, maybe if you know somebody that wants to be on the podcast, if you want to be on the podcast, just anything.
1: Yeah. And again, I maybe to emphasize too that part of the way that we do the podcast is to be able to not only tell your story so that people can get to know you, but the people that are listening or watching can also gain um Understanding or aspects from you to help them you right. know, in their journey. So for the people that are on there for our texting group, I mean, I would just remind people, more people should be on the group. I mean, I don't know how many people are on there, but yeah. we should get more people that are in the texting group and more people that are interested about other people, mm-hmm. right? And so when they send it out there, asking the questions is an interest in somebody else's life and an interest in what they're doing. And I just think it makes the podcast that much better. Yeah. Right? When you can be able to ask questions, Questions from a different perspective. And then we can, you know, go off of that. So if you're out there and you're listening and, and, or watching again, find a way. And maybe Jenny sends out that link to just like, get on there, get on our podcasting Mm -hmm. group and, and send in questions so that you can get to know our uh, guests even better from that. So parting words of wisdom for all of our listeners. Mm -hmm. Anything? From a mom's perspective. From
2: a mom's perspective. Be intentional with your kids. Mm. Super intentional.
1: There you go. That's perfect. All right. So, again, thanks everybody for joining us. Don't forget that Jenny, when she puts out our link, share it, like it, Mm -hmm. comment. If you're on our YouTube, make sure that you comment. That helps us in understanding how to. Continue to get better and spread out the word. Huh? Subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. Do all of those things, you know, to be able to help us be able to get the word out. Again, if you see Bree, make sure you come up and talk to her. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one of the best ways to figure out how to get involved in hands hope. Come and see her on Sunday morning. Maybe that's not the best time. (laughs) But
0: (laughs) anytime. I mean, I'm just saying when you got kids. (laughs) I mean, if you
1: if you're watching and you see Bree like say hi, encourage her because again, that ministry, the things that she's doing. Yeah. I mean, it's a great opportunity for the, for people to be able to get Mm -hmm. involved and help out and be a part of that. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you guys next week.
0: Bye.